Okay, so as we spoke about last time, we're continuing Parakyud Aleph, um, and we're going to be kind of doing some some diving into um, particular areas that uh, people are, are challenged in, right? And as we said last time, um, of course, the the real the real uh, is going to come from a lack of a desire for inyanim of olamazeh and a yearning for closest to Hashem, where the negius, the uh, the biases that we have, will disappear, and therefore we'll be able to judge everything with a honest perspective. Right? Um, but that is not exactly something that is given to our heart. I can't right now decide, you know what, okay, henceforth I'm going to be a nucky, right? It's something that is a process. It's a process of finding a geschmack, a joy, a, a happiness in our Avodos Hashem. And um, slowly and slowly realizing that, you know, even if... Uh, even if I was offered, um, you know, whatever it may be, uh, you know, a two-week vacation in Hawaii, I, I wouldn't take it. Maybe a couple of days, but uh, two weeks in Hawaii, what am I going to do two weeks in Hawaii? I want to be in the base midrash, right? So that is, um, you know, the, the, the big picture. But in the meantime, wherever we are, and it's not, it's an organic process of development, right? So in the meantime, the goal is, to learn a little bit about the some of the danger areas that there are, and yeah. um, and uh, once we you know once we've learned about those danger areas, to uh, realize oh these are areas where we're particularly vulnerable to biases prejudices yeah. coming from from our own. Um, Tivus and uh, and desire hemdus of olamazeh, and therefore to be extra careful and you know potentially, like we said, even if I myself am biased, but at least intellectually I know that I'm potentially going to be making mistakes in this area. So one is I can check with someone else. Right, that's a re- always a really good thing because even if you have two people, he's also not a nucky, right? He's also your friend. He's not a nucky either, but. So what would, be, what would help, Ben? Let's say you you know you're you're unsure about something. So what's it, what does it help to to ask Yosef? He's a, he's also not lucky. Who says he's better than you? So what, what help is it going to do to help him to ask him? I think it would. What, can anybody figure out why? Why should it make a difference to ask someone else? So one, first of all, getting it out. Right? Sometimes we deceive ourselves because we don't even. Re- yeah, um, I think it's fine because <laughs> mumble the rest of it under your breath. Right? So, well, just speak it out. You, if I'd like to hear the actual argument out loud verbally. Good, but there's something else. Maybe you can see what not to do. What do you mean? Meaning, if he tells you what he does, but you understand it's not the right thing to do, so it's just by him hearing. No, no, I'm clear. I, I'm, clear. I, I'm talking about. I have a question in front of me. I have, I'm, I'm unsure. You know, can I do this thing in business or not? I have a business dealing. I'm unsure. Is this is okay to do this or not okay? Uh-huh. So, so, so I'll go and I'll ask Yosef. 
Now, he's not necessarily any better than I am, but it'll, but it'll help still. So I'm saying, number one, it'll help, like you said, just to simply verbalize it. Let's hear you make the argument out loud. But number two is that, guess what? He only has bias and prejudices for himself. He doesn't have his prejudices for you, right? So when it comes to you, he's actually quite objective, right? And so to you, for him, right? So it, it, it's, a, it's a very good way to remove the biases is to involve someone else. Because he's not biased for you. That he wants to potentially maybe show you what a big tzaddik he is. So he's going to tell you, oh no, yeah, I don't think he should be doing that. Right? Well, easy for you to say, you're not the one losing $10,000. <laughs> so that's one. But also, obviously, the more we're aware of the shilas, we're aware of the sugis, we're aware of the homer of the sugis, the more we are going to be checking and double checking triple checking to make sure that we're not making a mistake Khomer. what Khomer. the the um, uh, how hamur it is how how weighty it is <laughs> how stringent it is like a kalva homer light and and stringent humra a humra stringency okay. right okay so here we go so we're going to be discussing gneva now and again by hopefully by Discussing it, understanding it a little bit better, understanding how, what is so tempting about it, um, get a little bit of an insight and and be able to better protect ourselves from the from the Itzahara tricking us into thinking that it's okay what we're doing, as opposed to in the heroes back there was um, actually. We're not talking about misunderstanding. We're talking about just having the strength and the and the res- resolve. To do the right thing, right? Here we're talking about the ability to, to discern what is the right thing, what's the wrong thing. Right? Okay, so here we go. So Gneva, so he says, "Vehine anachnu roim." Behold, we see she'afalpi shelo rov bnei hadam ganovim begaluhein. So uh, certainly, not the majority of people are not outright thieves. What does that mean? What does it mean they're not outright thieves? It's a little bit of a you know, tricky definition, right? Dehainu, that means to say, literally to take their hand, stick it into someone else's wallet, like we said last time, to take from their money and to put it into one's own wallet. That level of outright thievery, right? Some people that maybe are very bad people, right? But still, the person, the, the, even that person, right? Maybe he's cheated people a hundred times in business, right? He's stolen millions of dollars, but he still would never actually like walk over, take someone's wallet, pull out three hundred dollars from there, and put it in his pocket. What? Okay. Again, potentially, potentially yes. But I'm just saying that there there may be people who will have cheated many many people in business and will have stolen millions of dollars, but would not take three hundred dollars out of someone's wallet. Yeah. 
What? No, but that's not. No, it's not about drawing limits. <laughs> it's, it's it's that it's that uh, is that the point is that this is black and white. This is there's no way to explain it to oneself or to anyone else or to somehow pretend or turn a blind eye that this is okay, right? This is black and white. This is called gneva, right? So most people will not do that to be outright thieves. Afal Pekain, nonetheless, Rubam Toemim Tam Gneva. Nonetheless, most of them taste the taste of thievery. In their business dealings. Now, business dealings, so obviously for a businessman, this is going to be a very, very uh, big area. Constantly um, areas of, of um, danger. For an employee, that may seem to happen less often, but not necessarily. We're going to see that an employee is also a business dealing. It's a business dealing between your um, employer and you, right? you. You've sold to him your work. Right? And every time you hire someone, someone to work on your house, someone to you know, do something for you, whatever it may be, there's many, many, is, we're constantly, as long as you're living amongst people, as long as you're making money and spending money, then th- th- that would fall into the category of masamata. Okay? But maybe, maybe businessmen have it more difficult in this area. Um, okay, so. So they taste the tam. We're going to come back to this concept of the tam, of the taste. So again, what does what does the concept mean of tasting something? It means you don't actually, you're not actually eating it, right? You're not actually swallowing it, but it gives you, but it gives you a flavor, right? So we'll come back to why this is a such a powerful muscle of tasting the taste of thievery, even though they're not actually stealing. Okay, Bumashi Yoru by that that they rule, they make a, a, a the issue a ruling for themselves, a judgment. That I'm going to make a profit through the loss of the other person, which is a very deep observation of the difference between stealing versus making money, right? So, making money means you're making new money in the world. Mm -hmm. You you bring in new value. You're creating value, and then you're being disparnished from that value. Okay, every person is sent a shefa, a a blessing of parnasa. Every person has that. Um, where you know, the, the we just take a quick detour to the tremendous severity of the iser of 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 charging rubis, or charging interest, right? So it's called nashik, uh, uh, which is uh, comes from a language of nishika, of biting, right? Like a like a snake bite, right? Um, compared to a snake bite that the person who gets bitten they don't feel it right away but then little by little but then like 
it actually kills them, right? Like, well, what's the big deal? Ten percent, you know, ten percent, ten percent interest, right? But a person starts to drown in in debt, and they're just paying off their credit cards and this and that. It's a it's a very insidious type of a thing. But the what if the person's happy to do it? What if the says is no? The problem is that you're living off of the other person's pernosa. That money was not sent to you. That money was sent to him. Right? So the interest that you're that you're charging is you you you're basically saying, I want some of your pernosa. I want to take from you. I want to bite off a piece of you and keep it for myself. Yeah? And and whereas if you work for someone, so there's just there's just more parnosa that's coming in. Right? If if you make a business deal with someone, you make money or whatever it is, right? So there's more parnosa coming in. But here where you reach in and you take from another person's parnosa, right? You're you're actually like leeching on their life. Imagine each person has like a a, a pipe, a conduit of life that Hashem is sending him, right? And and you and you taking from a person's taking from there by by charging interest, so that's that's the same thing with 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 gneva. Gneva is where by taking the other person's thing, you're 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 hijacking their life. You're taking you're taking over their life, you're taking over the the life that was sent to them. Okay, and this is going to become important as we're going to see soon, where the navi is going to compare uh, taking somebody else's business. Um, to adultery, to, to stealing his wife. So even if the person wants to willingly give it over... Right. Let's say theoretically a person says, hey, I would like for you, I would like to offer to you my wife. Right? Here, just for, for a week or two. Right? It's worth it. I spoke with her. Everything's okay. Right? Um, please. Right? Uh, what? How is it the same? <laughs> well, first of all, we, we agree that that would, that would not be okay. Right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so so now so now why 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 is it not okay? Well, I mean, he's agreeing, you're agreeing. How is it the same? Well, first of all, just over there. Why not? Because let's say I have a business deal. No, 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 no. By the by, the wife. Why, why is that not okay with the, with the wife? What? That's your wife. I understand, but the, in the meantime, he's willing to be mavater. No, but the point here is when you marry someone. Yeah. That's your wife. Yeah. You should not be with anyone else. Your wife should not be with anyone else. But but what if there's an agreement? We, we're all we're all fine with it. We, we it agree. That's not that's not the uh, that's not the contract. That's not what you signed up for. Doesn't matter if you're okay with that or not. The point when you got wait married, wait, wait, wait a contract. If if all, if all the parties involved are willing to be mavater in the contract, so a particular clause in the con- in the contract. So it's not the contract. You canceled the marriage. No, the that's marriage not itself was to give that. That's not necessarily true. I mean, in the Ketubah, you yeah. sign, you basically... Yeah. No, it's not included in the Ksuva. That's not from the Ksuva. Ksuva is financial assurances that a husband gives to his wife. It's in the marriage itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the point is, it's not a marriage, is what you're saying. It's not a marriage, right? A marriage means that the two of you share life. Okay, so, so this is your life. With this woman, this is your life. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't give your life to somebody else. Hey, here, take take a little bit of my life. You don't voluntarily want to do it. You're Meshuggan. Right? So what? It doesn't make a difference. Right? This is your life. It's not his life. He can't take your life. You think if a person says, hey, kill me. 
I let you here. I'm signing a document. You can go ahead and kill me. You're not allowed to kill him. You can't take his life. Okay. So too with his parnasa. But here you can. So the, the difference is if I if I have a business deal and I need someone's money to get the deal proposed. Then it's called a that's called a heteriska. You 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 take on a partner. No, I'm taking I'm taking a loan from him. So a loan means a loan means that I borrow this thing from you, right? And then later I'll give it back to you. So now you, here you are now, and then for no, for nothing, you're gonna take away from me my parnasa. Ten percent. If you didn't give me the million, that's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. I borrowed it from you. But for the risk that I'm but giving you, my money. a risk. There's no risk. If there's a risk, it's called a heterisk. With a loan, there's no risk. A loan, you're guaranteed to get it back. Because the because who guarantees it? The person borrowing it. You're getting into the into the practical, right? But but the point is in concept, right? A loan is I borrow and and, 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 and you're gonna get it back. And for the time that the money left my bank account and I'm sitting without it, I should not be rewarded for it. Right, because it's just because it's just borrowing. So then, so then what now? So then, what you're doing is you're taking again. I, again, I understand what you're saying, but everything that you're saying yeah. is all coming from a, from a vision of lemaisa of heteriska. Means to say, where where you what you're really saying is, to a certain extent, I'm partnering up with you in your business venture. Okay, but this is not a business venture. A loan. Let's talk about a loan. It's not a business venture. Yeah, let's say right? you need money to pay for doctor or business. Right. Or to pay for your food, okay. right? So I, I now tomorrow I give you back the same food you gave me yesterday. But in the meantime, what? If it's tomorrow, it's okay. But what if someone tells me I need money for six months? Again, it's not. It's not the point. The point is you got to say back the same thing, and then you. you but but because, but you're extorting from the person things that are not magiyalacha. It doesn't. Uh, fundamentally, meaning in, in the spiritual realms, right? If we make an investment and there's new money that comes in, we split it or whatever, right? But here's not an investment. Here it's you and I made a simple agreement where I borrow the thing from you, I'll give it back to you, right? And then, but then you just say, but but I also want some of your parnosa. That's basically what you're saying. Okay, so that is similar to in taking over somebody else's life, meaning whether it be his wife or whatever it is, it's something he cannot forfeit to you. He cannot forfeit to you his parnasa. If it's some sort of a business deal or he can give you a gift, that's fine. But to allow you to have 10% of his parnasa, yeah, to, to allow you to, to, to take away from his parnasa, that Hashem is sending him, just like his wife. Hashem is, gave him his wife. That's the... That's the uh, you know, just because we're we're kind of skipping, um, we're, we're jumping to to later on, right? So so I'll just uh, I'll just uh, this is this is how this is how um, uh, Rav Yehuda Ibn Shawav in his drushes. This is how he explains that Gemara. He says that there that that just like when a person is born, it's decreed to him who his wife is going to be. It's also decreed to him what his parnasa is going to be. What? He said, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? This man is going to be a 
this part, this job, this man's going to be involved in this job, this man's going to be involved in that job, right? So by taking away from him, his part, you're taking away what is his his life. Are there some goals for Parnassah? There are to make it more. So, I mean, potentially a person could even, uh, you know, you could, you could make a lot more money. But, but who you're going to be, what kind of a business you're going to be involved in, right? And what you're going to do, that's sent to a person. I guess sometimes people get divorced in the middle of his life and married to somebody else. So you have a person who switched, part, you know, industries, whatever. But not to say that Hashem never didn't know that from before, right? But, but the point is, this is... This is a part of a person's chivs. Okay? So that's that's um, what we're saying over here. Let's come back to the te'ima, right? So a person is toyim gazel. How so? Because he's he's sheyora heter la'atzmo lehishtakir ish behefseido shalchaver. That's the point that I'm, that I'm stressing over here, right? It's taking... From the other person, what is his? Me, I benefit through your loss. V'yomro, and he says, shine. You know, I, to make a to make a profit is different. That I'm allowed to do. No, you're not. It's not a limited pie scenario that if I want to eat, I need to take from you. That is an incorrect way to look at life. The correct way to look at life is we can make the pie bigger. Okay, so and, and if I need to make more money. There's a way for me to make more money without taking it away from you. Now, taking it away from you can take different forms. Taking it away from you can be sticking my hand in your pocket and pulling out your wallet. That's a very extreme, very, you know, coarse way of doing it. We're going to see soon, for example, um, you know, impinging on a person's clients, let's say. That's a more that's a more uh, uh, elusive form, but nonetheless, you're. I mean, a person feels like, well, listen, if I need to make money, so I'm gonna take this guy's clients. I gotta make. I have to make a living, right? And he says, no, you, you do have to make a living, but the way you make a living is by is by increasing the economy, not by taking the other person's clients. Yeah, so. That's you know, basically he, he's showing us here the yisod of gneva, which is that I benefit through your loss. Now it could be literally taking, or it could be tastes of it, where much more refined forms of my benefit at your loss, and that'll have the taste, although not the food, not the body of the food, but just the flavor of it. Josh, you work in what in the in the back office in the nursing home or something? Uh, I care. I care. Yeah, no, optometrist. Like an optometrist. Uh huh. Okay. So you'll figure out a way to apply it. Okay. Um, and, and the truth is, it's, it's very applicable to, to, to governments as well. I, 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 took, I, went, uh, I went and I took my daughter to, to the optometrist, right? She, she, she used to need glasses, and her eyes got better, so it was a, another checkup. So they checked her, they said, it's like, uh, it got even better, Baruch Hashem. Um, but uh, they said it's like the type of thing that some people don't care to have glasses, some people would like to, uh, you, can, you can do whatever you want. They said, but listen, the government is paying for it, so why not? 
Like, <laughs> you know, why not? Why should I? Why should I cause a loss? I mean, I'm causing a loss to the entire, to all the taxpayers by taking it. So he was saving them paper. Okay, yeah, very good. Okay. By the way, it's also, it's almost like a socialist type of thinking, meaning because in Israel they say, you know, the health insurance is free. Right. So for every little issue that you have, you say, let's go to the doctor, let's check it out, let's have a blood Why not? Let's have an x-ray. Right. Right, and you understand it costs a lot of money. And here you would not do it for everything because, you know, you actually have to pay out of pocket. Right. But there, I remember, like, for every little thing, oh, you're coughing a little bit, go to the doctor, go check it out. Yeah, why not? And you right. understand, yeah, just a huge yep. amount of money. Yeah. The first thing yeah. that popped in my mind, though, with this is that how when you utilize, and this would be applicable to anybody, like how they utilize their own time at work. Like, no, I don't think anybody is... Right. Don't worry, we're going to get to it. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be very... He's going to deal with it. Yes, a hundred percent. That's why I said, if you're an employee, right. so then it's you have a financial agreement with your employer. I mean, I can think about it for myself. I can justify so many reasons why I'm not always like focused one hundred percent all the time. Okay, we'll talk. So we'll talk about it. Obviously, there's there's certain hetarim, right? A person's allowed to eat lunch. A person may be allowed to take a phone call here and there, depending on the expected industry standard, right? I know my brother recently told me that uh, he thinks that uh, in the standard uh, corporate uh, employment system, people you're lucky if people work forty percent of the time. <laughs> He's talking about his own employees. <laughs> okay, so um, so okay, so so uh, the person is in this mentality of um, I'm gonna benefit through the other person's loss, v- and, and and disregarding the tremendous number of lavim. That it says in the Torah, we're not going to get into all the details because, like he's going to say, it's you know there's entire tractates of Gemara written on, on all these lavim, right? So this is not going to be the place for it. But just to hear how many times the Torah warns us, right, about uh, about these things, lotigno, lotigzel, lotashok, lotikashu. Those are all de'araisa. And then he continues, And each one of these has many, many subparts. 
Shibigazal kolalim maisim rabim that therefore through thievery a person potentially might be over on you know a number of these at once. Minamaisim hanasim bechlal hamasa vehamatan hamidini that person might be over on uh, in their business dealings. Ubekulam yisurim rabim each one has many many prohibitions in it. Kiloha mais, so now he explains to us, because it's not the point to just guard yourself from the explicit prohibition, right? But rather, in the keys, what we're focused on is to guard oneself from something which will eventually bring him to the prohibition, to doing the prohibition, right? Like we, and that's why he referred to it before as that they're toyem tam gneva, they taste what taste if I if I keep tasting I keep I habituate myself to a certain flavor right then it becomes that let's say theoretically you could I don't know buy I don't know bacon flavor right and you, you always you're adding bacon flavor to your eggs and to your what you can buy bacon flavor uh, kosher bacon flavor, obviously. And, and, and bacon bits, too. Uh, okay. Okay. So, and I and I and I and I habituate myself to it, right? Uh, to a certain extent, I'm putting myself in the you know. The, then, next time the bacon is brought to me, it won't feel so weird, right? Like it's only I me. Mean, there could be a slippery slope. First is bacon flavor, then is bacon bits, <laughs> and, then, and then you know where it's going to end up, right? So again, I mean, again, I'm using it all the, only as an analogy. If, uh, if if you if you enjoy your bacon bits, you know, par par of kosher bacon bits. But I tried using the ice cream; it doesn't work. You tried it. The no. bacon ice cream didn't sell? The bacon bits is not work. The bacon bits ice cream didn't, didn't, didn't go. Okay. Yeah. I will get there. Yeah. What? Bacon, some type of bacon ice cream. I'm trying to work on it. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So, <laughs> I have no idea why someone would want bacon ice cream, but okay. Bacon is like really popular in the second world. Bacon ice cream? Bacon in general, bacon in everything is very popular in the second But world. bacon is a hearty food. It, it, not a hearty, it's a savory food. It's, right, so you, 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 com- you combine that with like maple or something like that and you balance it out. Yeah. So you do okay. like the sweet and sour combination. Okay, got it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> the, getting all excited. Okay, so. Kilo hamaisa hanikar u mefursum. It's not only the actual explicit prohibition that's the problem. Rather, anything that will eventually bring you, it'll act as a bridge, it'll act as a, a stepping stone. And, and will cause a person to ultimately sin. It's also included in the prohibition. Okay, and now we're going to see how, how careful Chazal were, uh, in, instructed us about this. Yeah, and it's so sad, so scary. People that don't learn Musr, that they learn these Masechtas. Some of them are proper Torah scholars, right? And yet they're involved 
in 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 exactly these same things because it's not being learned, of course, with the intent of understanding the depth uh, of changing our behavior of of being the kiyum. So, um, like like what we're trying to do over here. Okay, so sages taught us. Talking about a person that uh, he did not make his f- fellow's wife um, Tommy, which is the Torah's way of saying he did not cohabitate with his fellow's wife. Right? Now, the that's what the Pesach seems to say, but there's a whole long list of things that this man, that this, the prophet is talking about, that he didn't do this, he didn't do that, he didn't do that, and the Gemara is darshing all of them. Not our place right now to go into exactly why, but but we'll, we will discuss how, uh, how specifically it's going to, Chazal saw the following, so this Chazal say on this, Shelo Yared Leumnus Havero. Because the point is, we're talking about a tzaddik over there. So, to say, oh, he's such a tzaddik, he didn't um, cohabitate with his fellow's wife. Is that like such an unbelievable thing? Like, wow, that guy, he's so wonderful. He didn't cohabitate with his fellow's wife. Yeah? No, that's not... So, so rather, Chazal understand that it means something similar to that. Which is what? That he didn't steal his fellow's business. Not, not, not to steal his business means to actually steal the store and throw him out at gunpoint, but it means he did not um, take away clientele or, or volume or whatever it is from his fellow. Okay? But the way that it's alluded to is of not contaminating his fellow's wife. Okay, and this is what we spoke about earlier, because the concept is that this is, a, a wife is a, is a person's life, part of a person's chibs, part of a person's life is the wife that he has, and another part is his parnasa. And these are both absolutely unique to him, not to be shared with anyone else. So, the, uh, taking away from a person his livelihood is tantamount to taking away from him his wife. Okay? Now, now let's see to what extent this applies. Rabbi Yehuda would prohibit a store owner from giving out free nuts to local children so they should hang around his store. So the next time their mother tells them, hey, can you run and buy a loaf of bread, where are they going to run to? They're going to run to this guy or his competitor. Well, it's not even right now where they're going. They, every day they get a free nut by him. Yeah. Yeah. So they become all the, you know, um, uh, the, 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 what's it called, the, the 7-Eleven, right? Let's, 7-Eleven, free, free uh, what's it called, 7-Eleven, free um, slur, slurpee, 7-Eleven, free slurpee, right? So all the kids run to 7-Eleven, 
get free Slurpees once in the whatever it is, uh, once a year. What? On July 11th, right? And then henceforth, every time that you know that there's a possibility to go there or you know across the street to whatever to the other place, right? So they'll go to Seven Eleven. Not because they're hoping to get a slur- free Slurpee that day, but because that's just that's where they go. They're, they're, this is, I think when they first opened their, their first store that they gave everybody a went in free ice cream. As a one-time thing, as a sample. Yeah. That's different. If you're trying to uh, uh, advertise your product, you say, so you're saying, hey, I'd like everyone to get a taste of my product. But here, you're not selling nuts. That's different, right? Here we're talking about the Hanvaniki sells, um, you know, milk, uh, cottage cheese, uh, bread, and uh, toilet paper, right? Um, associating something with the store? Yeah, he's just trying to habituate people the children to come to the store and the Dafka children right? mm-hmm. adults well, what's are, wrong he's taking business he, he's doing this to get them to go to him over his, over his competition but if he's just doing it as a marketing technique to incentivize people to come to him oh, as opposed to where else are they going to go meaning they, they got to buy bread right they're going to go either to him or to who or to the other person what about like okay, so by giving out the nuts, what's he trying to do? Trying to get them to come to him. Is that a normal thing to do? Meaning if that's his way to attract people to a store, right? it's not like he's doing anything wrong. <laughs> so, so Rabbi Yehuda prohibited this behavior because of the fact that what you're trying to do is you're trying to attract, you're trying to draw people to you you know away from the other from the other place it's almost like saying I'm not allowed to put a sign over my store saying no that, that's just informative that's just that's just informative and, and to a certain extent the samplers that Ben and Jerry's were giving out were also informative I mean they're saying no one knows how tasty our ice cream is we're going to let people find out how tasty our ice cream is but here this is this is just a way to pull people right it's like bribing, and especially the kids. Being, it's, it's manipulative, right? To get to get the, to get the customers. It's almost like saying, let's say you have a shoe store, and you're just handing out free socks to people. That's not what you're allowed to do. That. So we're going to see. So we're going to see what you're allowed to do or not. But the, the, we're going to see it actually is permissible. But uh, but Rabbi Yehuda would prohibit it. We'll see why it's going to be made permissible. Why why the Chachamim. Uh, held it was okay, but first to, to see in the ideal world, right? Is I provide very good products. The reason, the, the, way, the way I make money, yeah. Again, are we looking at a limited pie, and we're fighting over what slice who is getting? So then, if there's a limited pie, there's X amount of money being spent in stores, right? In in Hanven, in in, in Hanuyot, in convenience stores. And I want to get more of that. So I'm going to spend advertising money. I'm going, to sp- I'm going to give out peanuts. Right? I'm going to give out Slurpees. So that I increase my share, my market share. That's one way to do it. The other way is to create a better product. That people are going to want m- more of this thing. Come up with something good. 
But sometimes, sometimes having the best thing is not going to get you more sales versus being able to expose yourself to more and more people. Again, like we said, if you have a good thing, like, like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and you just want to let people know about it, that's fine. But if it's the same thing, you sell, you're selling the same exact thing they're selling, but you're just going to you know, give out the peanuts to draw people. I feel like nowadays... That's what it is because you have I agree again. Millions of but I'm but I'm pointing out to you. Let's say everybody stopped that, and they allowed people to make decisions based on the best product, quality. Give people you know, try to think what is it the people the people's lives would benefit from instead of spending billions of dollars on advertising, right? With like like Rabbi Shimon Yochai says. Putting Zonos in the Shuk, right? That's what that's what it is nowadays, right? You find the most attractive, you know, uh, Zona, right? And and put it on the cover and this and and with the right and they, and they spend these crazy amount of money on this, right? And they're all doing this, right? To, and it's all fighting over the same piece of pie, you know, like the same pie, and just who can who can get a little bit more. So that's the, the whole. It's 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 a incorrect approach to the entirety of life. Right? Because really it shouldn't be I shouldn't be trying to get from from what already exists, trying to get other people's customers. Right? I should be trying to create more trying to create more you know innovative, more, more better products, right? That will improve people's lives. And that's why they're gonna come to me. They're gonna come to me because they want the better product. And then that'll push my competitor to make an even better product, right? Like, I mean, I, I was just recently, like, thinking about this. It's crazy. Like, in, 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 in you know, in some, in certain, you know, like, specifically in um, construction, like building houses. We're still building houses the way we were building houses 500 years ago. Men with bricks and cement. And, like, like the guy, like, hello? Like, what happened? Five, 500 years, nothing has changed? Like, you know, some of these houses, it takes like a year to put up a house, right? So, so the, the point is, focus on making better, making in, increasing the pie, as opposed to stealing shares of the pie from other people. Now, I'm going to say in a minute that the Kakaomper did permit it. Because they said that, because the other guy can also do it. So, it's not explicitly stealing his, but it's not... It's not the. It's not the. It's not. It's in an ideal world. That's not what would be happening. I want to ask: Are you allowed to make an arbitrage? Meaning, if if let's say a person is selling whatever it is, a house, a car, whatever it is, for a certain price, but I know that I'm able to buy it from him for that price and sell it for a more expensive price. So, to a certain extent, that's what every businessman does. Right, but you can also look at it as if, oh, this guy is not educated about it, and you're basically using his ignorance to make more money, but... Okay, but if, it's, well, if it won't be me, it will be somebody else. Okay, we could... Uh, I, I think that it is permissible. Yeah, we could talk about... Again, you know, one, one thing is... When a person is... Just a general topic, right? When a person is picking his industry, his field, right? Because I'll encourage a person to pick a field which is Kalavinakia, 
easy and uh, and clean. Right? So certain industries, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're in the mud. Like you're going to be con- like every decision is going to be like you wrestling with yourself over like. You know the, the 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 fact that like the, the the entire industry is built to be like a killer. You know, like the, a dog dog eat dog world, right? And certain places, what? Okay, it's, uh, I'll take your word for it, right? But whatever whatever it is. But the point is, and certain places are, are much more. Uh, other fields are much more clean. You just you try to do a good job, and the you know, client is happy with with what you did, and 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 they happily pay you, and and, and that's the end of it. You know, like. I'm thinking maybe Josh, you know, your your eye care. I mean, you know, people people's eye need, eyes need do need care. They they come they come. You do them a good job. They gladly pay you, and that's the end of it. That's, you know, but but again, you know, the, the, just the the hashkafa right now, just the concept, right? Instead of focusing on listen, there's a limited pie, right? And I and I want to do whatever it is I'm going to do, right? In advertising, there's a concept that even if it takes me. You know, 90 cents, I have to spend 90 cents to get that one extra dollar purchased from me, right? As an advertiser, right? I'm going to spend 90 cents, I'm going to make one dollar more profit, so I made 10 cents profit, it's worth it. What do you mean it's worth it? You know, you understand what you just did? Right? This person was buying from someone, right? So you just threw 90 cents you know, into advertising, Right? So it means all this advertising, all this money being go, going to nothing, right? Uh, to, to what? To, to lure somebody away from somebody else. Yeah? So instead, a person should be working on increasing his own pranosa. That's the, that's the, the, um, you know, the hashkafa. Again, that's what I'm trying to explain. You're talking about the intuit. I want, I'm, I'm making an extreme scenario, right? It's the same exact product. It's not intuit. I, I, if, if you feel like you have a unique product and you're just trying to get the word out, that, that's different. Talking about you're doing the same exact thing as the other guys. Mm-hmm. You're just going to give out nuts to the kids that they come into your store so they buy from you instead of from him. You're going to advertise all over the place right, to get the customers, but you, you're, you're providing the same exact thing, same service. I'm making it very extreme so that it should be very clear, right? I'm sure there's going to be many gray areas in between, right? Which is why it's business is complicated and you need to, you know, every question has to be addressed. But but in a very extreme scenario where it's the two same convenience stores, they're selling the same potato chips, right? But this one puts a um, neon sign, right? Calling out to people's names, right? So he spent $5,000 on a neon sign. What does that mean? He just did that so the people that used to, half of them used to go to him and half of them used to go to the other guy, now it'll be 60-40. And he's willing to spend for that, he's going to make X amount of profit. 
he's willing to spend on a neon light 90% of that. He doesn't care. Because he's going to make a little bit more. Ah, you stole from the other guy all that money. He doesn't care. If you think about how much money is wasted on advertising, right? I, I, I can't, like, I would be interested to know what, what percentage of GDP is spent on advertising. And I don't mean just advertising, just the actual advertisements, but the research that goes into the advertising. What? Fifty percent? You are you serious? I thought it was too high. Fifty percent? Because they say that most companies they need to spend around thirty percent just for their marketing to be able to push their sales more for the next year. But like you said, that's just for that, not including I guess the research and everything else. So I, I would say it's probably close to fifty percent. Yeah. Do you understand? Do you understand like this what how much waste there is because of this concept? It's everybody fighting against each other like dogs, right? At each other's throats. Because everyone is viewing it that I got to take from the other guy. Is this why the kosher restaurants don't advertise? <laughs> I don't think so, unfortunately. Um, okay. So that is, you know, that that is... Um, that's it, it all comes from a, a hashkafa of, of, of Gneva I mean, of the fact that if I if I'm gonna if I need to make money it has, it has to come out of your pocket it's also a lack of bitachon meaning if you have bitachon knowing that 100% you're going to make it at the end of the year 100% you don't need to do all this extra stuff to make this and you understand on the contrary I can, I can I can make the I can make the pie bigger I can, I can bring more chef into the world I can make everybody richer Including myself, I don't have to take it from you. Okay. So a collaborative, right, image as opposed to a selfish fighting image. Okay. So so that's being compared to taking a person's wife. Vikar Hayah Rabbi. So we said sorry. So Rabbi Huda was actually prohibiting people from doing this type of advertising at all. Again, I, I think that the Ben and Jerry's one would, would be perfectly permissible because we have a new product. We want to get the word out. Mm-hmm. We're letting people sample. We're saying there's nothing like that out there. We think we got the, got the best thing, right? So they, they went. They worked hard. They, make it, they made a better ice cream than everybody else. Now they want to get it, the word out. But you got the same exact ice cream. You're just luring people, right? Wasting money. That he would permit, prohibit and so why did the Chacham permit it? Only because the other guy could do the same thing. Because otherwise, if the other guy couldn't do the same thing, then guess what? It would be Mamish Gneva. You're stealing his customers. He's got customers. Let's say for whatever reason he couldn't do that, right? He can't. He can't give out. He, he can't. He can't give this thing. So you're taking away his customers. Not allowed to do that. So the answer is, so, so he, since he could do it, so then, so you, you could equal out. But it's going to be a very bad end for everybody, because everybody's giving out nuts to everybody, so you're just spending a bunch of money on nuts, and doing nothing with it. Um, that's a Gemara Bermansiyah. V'amru, Zichram Lavracha, another statement. Kasha gezel hediot mi gezel gavoa. It's worse stealing from a person, from a commoner, then there is stealing from the up high, meaning from Hashem. 
the when Hashem describes stealing from a person, from another person, he, he talks about the chet, the 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 the, the sin um, prior to talking about the misappropriation. Whereas with Hashem, first is talking about misappropriation and then talks about the chet. So it means it's uh, putting a certain emphasis on the on the chet on the sin from from another person. Be, uh, so because again, it's a misappropriation, just like with hektish. What this thing is not meant for you. Why are you taking this thing? It's meant for Hakadosh Baruch It's meant for the base of Migdish, right? And you're taking it for yourself. So too, if this thing is meant for your for your peer, for your fellow, why are you taking it? It doesn't belong to. It's not for you. Every people have to understand. Everything is for someone. Hashem is sending every person his thing. Right? People tend to think like, oh, there's a bunch of money out there. Let's all jump for it. Right? We, you know, t- towards the middle of the table, we you know, grab whatever we can get. No. There's little pile. There's, there's, this is meant to be for him. This is meant to be for him. And this is meant to be for you. you, you just like you have no business taking hectish. Right? Holy things that, you know, that were desecrated to the base of Middash. You have no business taking the other person's money either. What is the saying? Um, what's the question? Why is it saying Zar instead of Zar? Chazal is Chachamenu So who's Also, it means to them as well. Yeah, he's quoting a Okay, so that is uh, uh, next ne- next paragraph. V'kvar potru as a Now we get into what Yosef wanted to discuss is employees, right? Poilim, people that rent themselves out as workers. So the sages exempted the poilim. Haosim Eitzel Balabais, who are working for the employer, Mibirkas Hamotzi, Umibrochos Achronos, the Birkas Hamozen, not all the Brochas and Birkas Hamozen, but uh, the, the ones that are not their So the point is that Hamotzi, making the first blessing when you, when you eat bread, is is rabbinic in nature, yeah? Making um, the 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 fourth paragraph in in Birkas Hamazon is rabbinic in nature. Okay, so the sages exempted workers from making those blessings. Why? Because you'd be stealing time from from your from your employer. Now, if it's a chiv midaraisa. So then, so then you have to do it. You, you already owe it to Hashem first. But the chiv midirabonim that's imposed by the by, by the rabbis, that the rabbis never obligated the person because they didn't want to teach a person 
to take away from his employer. I mean, of course, if the sages were to... Why is it that, that if something you're high of raisa, so then you're allowed to do that? Why is that not called stealing from your employer? Answer is because every employer, when they hire a Jewish worker, they understand that he's going to need to eat lunch, right? Nobody can go an entire day without eating. I mean, not nobody can, but no one's expected to, right? And if he's going to eat, then he's going to need to bench. So those, so those last brachas of, of, of Birkas, Birkas Muslim and Deraisa, every employer, when he hires a person, he knows that he's going to be benching, right? So why didn't the sages just obligate everybody? And when the person's obligated, so every employer that's hiring the guy, he says, oh, you're Jewish? Okay, I, yeah, I, I know how this thing works, right? So, so you're going to need to make a hamotzi, which, by the way, doesn't take that long, right? And you're going to need to make an extra, you know, four brachas in the end, right? But seemingly the sages didn't want to obligate like that. Because it would, to, to show people how precious your time, you, you, you owe your time to, to him, we're not going to obligate you. Everybody else in Klausel are obligated in the Hamotzi, right? In, 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 in recognizing the, you know, saying thank you to Hashem before we eat. You, your potter. Why? Because, because your time belongs to, belongs to the person that, that employed you. Okay. Now, obviously, we'll see. Today, today the culture is different, the expectations are different, etc. But the the concept of the level to which uh, the, you know, we, we are expected to be careful with other people's money, as a concept, I think we'll start this over again. So just we're going to pick up um, next week, Hashem, with Kvar Potru.